Welcome back to Finding Water, our podcast with IT leaders who've successfully led digital transformations. I'm your host, Lisa Wolf. I'm a global director of AI Ops, product and solution marketing at ServiceNow. And today, it's such an honor to welcome Chris Beatty, CIO of ServiceNow. Chris is here to share his journey, his best practices, and practical advice on how to lead successful digital transformation. When it comes to digital transformation, Chris and his team are not only leading this every day for ServiceNow, they're also helping enterprises all over the world to achieve successful digital transformation. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Lisa. Absolutely great to be here. So, Chris, before we discuss digital transformation, I want to take the discussion up a level because these past two years have been a series of what I call world-stopping events. The pandemic, climate disasters, um, now the tragic war in Ukraine. And with that backdrop, how has digital transformation helped ServiceNow and helped our customers be ready or be as ready as possible for these unexpected global events? Absolutely. And Lisa, the last two years, we're going to be writing about in history books for a long, long time. You know, unprecedented, the, the level of challenges, the variety of challenges and the pace of challenges that organizations and people around the world have had to deal with. So your questions around, you know, digital transformation and how has it helped? If you step back and zoom out for a second, you know, every single customer experience, employee experience is powered by digital. How productive someone is because everything, there is not a single process in a company that isn't underpinned by software. So how productive people are is predicated on digital. Risk management is all digital. So how far along one is in their digital transformation journey absolutely was directly correlated to their impact to weather these events, if you will. And for those organizations who are pretty far along their digital transformation journey and had optimized, you know, and automated and moved workloads to the cloud, they had a much easier transition. I'm not gonna say it was easy for anybody, but easier would be the word that I would use. And not all industries had the same kind of pivot. Take healthcare, for example, or essential workers in a, across a variety of industries, factories. They never, quote unquote, worked from home. And they those industries had to find a way to keep their employees safe, keep their employees productive, um, all at the same time. It wasn't go home and log in on your laptop and on a Zoom call, very different equation. And at ServiceNow, you know, we had to support 100% of our workforce overnight. Make sure you could be productive, make sure we could onboard people, ramp up people, and digital transformation allowed us to do this. Yeah, so thank you for that. Thank you for, for setting that context. And and so now that we, we're looking at digital transformation and, and most organizations have been it's really accelerated for them. The pandemic's put afterburners on digital transformation. How does ServiceNow measure it? How do you measure digital transformation success? Absolutely. So I think any transformation needs to be measured. Otherwise, it's just a science project. And I think that I put it into three categories. 
there is speed. You're digitally transforming to get faster. And speed is a competitive advantage when you're thinking about supply chain, responsiveness to customers, product innovation, getting something out the door. Um, experience and sentiment is another big measure. What is the sentiment of your customers? Are you, with every experience and interaction they have with you, are you increasing their brand loyalty or are you decreasing it? So the second big measurement category is uh, sentiment. And the third one is is productivity, right? Productivity of, of um, you know, across the organization. And by the way, on that sentiment, it's not just customers, it's employees, it's partners, it's suppliers. So speed, sentiment, and productivity are the key things. And digital transformation is absolutely key to optimizing those measures. Gotcha. So can you talk about how you and your team have helped ServiceNow be ready to support that remote, remote workforce that you said that you've effectively had to support overnight? And also how you've transformed both the employee and the IT experience? Sure. There's a lot to unpack there, but I would just say, first and foremost, it's it's taking it's making it easier. It's making it easier for every single ServiceNow employee at a very basic level to access the tools and services they need to keep doing their jobs. But if you build on that, it's how do you onboard people in a remote virtual world? How do you, how do you ramp them up? So we instrumented digital products and platforms to do this for them. Our customer service agents, do they have all of the knowledge they need? How do they quickly get in touch with somebody? Because the reality is anything that was, you know, orchestrated via paper and manual processes and some, somebody walking down the hall would have broken down. So the key there was actually automation across the, you know, entire enterprise to make sure that didn't happen. And putting things in place like employee portals and a single common employee portal for where they didn't have to, as I like to say, navigate the org chart to get something done, and then making sure they can work from anywhere with any device. So a lot that happened there, but Lisa, um, it's a combination of all those things. Gotcha. So um, in any transformation, one of the critical success factors is getting stakeholder buy-in across all the business units. How did you and your team get stakeholder buy-in? I think across any transformation, when things aren't moving as fast as you want, it's because people haven't agreed with why the transformation is important or they're missing something to say that they can get bought in. Um, so maybe doubling down on the why and making sure you're aligned with different stakeholders is one critical fact, success factor. Another one, I think people just want a way to measure progress and value. So going back to how do you measure the outcomes of digital transformation, super important that we're aligned with all your internal stakeholders on how you're going to measure it. And then making sure those measures are actually interesting to the stakeholder that you're talking to. And as long as the functional leaders can see this perspective or the value that it can bring, I think the transformation will accelerate. Okay, so once you had that buy-in, how did you approach the transformation and how long did it take? Well, transformation's never done, Lisa, but the approach, and I'll take the employee side um, for a second because there's lots of different kinds of transformation. On the employee front, 
One of the biggest things we did was we said our employees should not have to navigate the org chart of the company to get something done. So what that meant was they should have a single portal, agnostic of department, where actually the primary interface was our own AI search capability. So search should direct you to the right place, take you to the right workflow automation, direct you to um, where you needed to get to. The second was mobile, making sure as people were moving around, people were juggling a lot of things in the pandemic. How can you make sure we have a mobile experiences that can enable employees to be productive from anywhere, get stuff done, add in things like virtual agents and chatbots. My team likes to call that digital labor so that they can constantly, and digital labor never sleeps. So get things done without having to talk to another human, not that we don't want to talk to humans, but it's just more efficient if you have a virtual agent who's conversant in multiple languages that can help you get things done. Yeah, so how do you measure that employee transformation that you just covered? How do you measure that today? I think one of the easiest measures, and I like it because it's a single measure, is this concept of employee self-service. When an employee needs to get something done, what percentage of the time can they get it done without actually invoking an email to another person, a phone call, etc.? Meaning it's 100% orchestrated via software. So we, when we started out this journey, we were at you know a whopping 16%. But you know over time, and it wasn't like years and years of time. 12 to 18 months, we were able to move that up to about 50%. Fast forward a couple more quarters on top of that, it's 70% plus today. And that's a huge advantage for our talent because they're not spending time on administrative stuff. They're spending time on things that actually give them joy. So self-service is a key metric. We also measure engagement and usage across all these services so we can constantly incorporate feedback and make them better. I love that you um, incorporated the notion of joy in your answer, um, especially today in times like these. Uh, it's awesome to know that's, that that aspect is, is integrated in your metrics. I want to move to IT transformation. Can, can you share your IT strategy, your IT transformation strategy, um, and, and how this strategy has supported ServiceNow's ability to pivot when these global events hit? Sure. I think, you know, multiple dimensions to the IT strategy, but, but I'll narrow it down to a few key elements. At a, you know, foundational level, we call it our three-zero strategy, which means zero physical footprint. All of the workloads are in the cloud. Second is zero outages. So the goal is to drive to 100% availability and reliability use AI and ML to prevent and predict issues and solve them before they even happen. Um, and the third is zero incidents ever reported by a person. I'm not under you know, the notion that we're ever gonna have zero incidents. Well, I'd love that world, but for the short term, it's saying zero incidents ever reported by a human, meaning we have the enough information to recognize when something is bad is about to happen and prevent it from happening in the first place. Another key element of, of um, you know, our IT transformation is accelerating software delivery capability. So when we talk about digital transformation, that's all software. 
So using our own platform to actually accelerate our software delivery in addition to the thing about getting outages and incidents to zero. And, and how is digital transformation helping you get to this three zero strategy you talked about? Yeah, we've been on this journey for a while and it comes to getting, applying AI and automation across IT. There's a talent element of there as well, giving people the right training so that they can do the automation. They know how to work with AI and ML models so they don't feel like some foreign object to them. But by doing so, we've had a 60% reduction in P1 incidents, improved our employee productivity by thousands of hours. And this is during a time when we were growing, you know, headcount close to 30% year over year. Our entire IT department and in fact, the company runs on ServiceNow and we've seen dramatic improvements by really also combining service and operations on a single platform, single data model, one source of truth, been a game changer for us. So can you give a few real life examples of how AI and automation and having that single data model has helped you dramatically reduce your incidents and, and also your outages? Yeah, so let me start with a real example. Otherwise, this all starts to feel theoretical. We were making a move in one of our data centers, moving it to the cloud over a weekend. And during this move, something bad happened, sometimes it does, one of our VPN servers was manually shut down before it should have been. And this VPN server in particular, I think at the time, supported about 3,600 employees who now all of a sudden weren't as productive, weren't getting work done, weren't serving our customer, weren't closing the financial books, whatever they happen to be doing. But because we had predictive AI ops in place, the IT ops team was able to see the alert near real time, see, see the platform actually told them that the alerts related to the VPN service and the team was able to get it back up and running before any user actually even complained. So we're talking about a cycle time of seconds and minutes here. And I already mentioned things like virtual agent. This empowers all of our employees to address common IT issues without a human ever being involved, which also brings a resolution time to near instantaneous. Things like password reset, things like ordering a new laptop or monitor, installing new software, all of those things, the speed to get those done have dramatically improved. And for the ops team, you know, when they see something, signals that something bad may be happening, slow service or, you know, high memory usage or something like that, they can marry that data up with data from our IT service management to see how this can, you know, maybe impacting a service. I mean, we can only do that because it sits in the same platform. And because of that, we're solving problems 50% faster by having service and operations in the same platform. P1 and P2 incidents have been reduced by 67%. You know, there's so many productivity measures, but the one, one that I'm most happy about is that our employees in IT, not only are they more productive, they're just happier because they're solving more interesting problems than handling the same routine things over and over again. And the platforms are handling a lot of the day-to-day. -day. Yeah, that's great. 
we're, we're bringing that joy and happiness into the IT team. It's really critically important and, and finding meaning, more meaning in there, in that higher value work. So we end all of our podcasts with the same question. We ask all of our guests what book you would recommend, Chris. Doesn't have to have anything to do with digital transformation. So, what would that book be? And we'll add it to our list. Gosh, I love reading, but one of the ones I read recently was Upstream by Dan Heath. And it's all about solving problems upstream before they can occur. And if you force yourself to really move upstream in terms of how do we prevent this? Well, no, how can you prevent that? It, it gets your brain wired as a, a different way. I'm sure I'm driving my teams crazy with it, but Upstream by Dan Heath. That's awesome. It's very timely, especially today um, in, the, in the times that we're in. Thank you so much. We'll add that book to our Finding Water recommendations and we'll have you back soon. Um, I really enjoyed this and uh, thank you, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you. And I enjoyed it and look forward to doing this again. So thank you everyone for joining this episode of Finding Water. Please join us again for our next episode and we'll dig deeper on transforming IT. So, so long for now.